Abandon all prejudices, all ye who enter here. Park your paradigms, perk up your ears, and open your mind, as we now shine the laser light of reason on the topic of Hitler's dog and what it can teach humanity. Hello, I'm David Bolton, and welcome to my podcast channel, dedicated to helping people think more clearly, make sounder judgments, avoid superficiality, and above all, to unceasingly question instead of naively accepting what others want us to believe, for this is the path of Socrates. My friends, I freely admit that I was never much of an animal lover. Sure, my mother, years ago, when she was alive, always had a couple of cats, and I got along with them fine. But I was, I was allergic slightly to them, and to any dog, I was more allergic and uh, I never cared for dogs too much because they bark. I don't know, a car drives by and they start barking. And, and dogs are different. I understand people would love animals. It's a great thing to do. But before you say, well, if David does like animals, he must be a bad person. Uh, don't assume that if, if you like animals, you must be a good person. Because there was one great dog lover back who died in 1945, and that was Adolf Hitler. And we want to talk about Hitler's dog today. This is only partly humorous, <laughs> I'll say, uh, but I think it's, it's kind of interesting. Notice the title here, Hitler's Dog and What It Can Teach Humanity. You're thinking, what, what could Hitler's dog teach me? Oh, you'll see. I guarantee you'll see. You will understand. But first, let's talk about Hitler's dog. Well, I could talk about different dogs. He had one he called Muckel was its name. And even back in World War I, he, you know, he liked dogs. By World War II, well, his favorite type was, of course, <laughs> the German Shepherd. No surprise there. And I'm reading here in, in Wikipedia that uh, Blondie, Blondie was Adolf Hitler's German Shepherd, a gift as a puppy from Martin Bormann, another big Nazi, in 1941. Hitler kept Blondie even after his move into the Führerbunker, the bunker where he eventually committed suicide, located underneath the garden of the Reich Chancellery on the 16th of January 1945. That's when he moved into there. He killed himself there in April as the Russians were closing in. And it says Hitler was very fond of Blondie, keeping her by his side and allowing her to sleep in his bed while in the bunker. According to Hitler's secretary, Traudel Junge, this affection was not shared by Eva Braun, Hitler's companion, was girlfriend, who preferred her two Scottish terrier dogs named Negus and Stasi, that, that second name is interesting because in German, the Stasi was an abbreviation for the Staatssicherheitsdienst of East Germany, that is communist East Germany after the war, when the communists took over East Germany. And, and their Staatssicherheitsdienst, nicknamed the Stasi, that was like the communist equivalent of the Gestapo, you know, secret police that was feared by everybody. Interesting that Eva Brown, Hitler's partner, had a dog named Stasi, and that was, <laughs> I guess there's no connection there. I, I, I just noticed it here, though. Now, Blondie, the dog, played a role in Nazi propaganda by portraying Hitler as an animal lover. Well, he was an animal lover. Dogs like Blondie were coveted as Germanische Urhunde, that's Germanic, uh, pri well, I, I forget how you say it in English, original dogs or something like that, because they're close to the wolf, right? And Hitler's name, Adolf, meant, I believe, noble wolf. I think it says that here someplace or another. And so because the Führer had a German Shepherd, German Shepherds became very popular in Germany. 
uh, which is understandable. And then here, on 29th of April, 1945, one day before his death, Hitler expressed doubts about the cyanide capsules he had received through Heinrich Himmler's SS. To verify the capsule's potency, Hitler ordered Dr. Werner Hase to test one on Blondie, who died as a result, so he killed his dog first. Uh, I wonder if he shed a tear at that point, <laughs> or if he was well beyond that, or even capable of shedding a tear. Uh, well, they go on about Blondie. You can look it up on Wikipedia, Blondie, and see how Blondie had five puppies, and what the names of some of them were, and they gave them away to friends and such things. But now, what can this dog, I'm taking her as an example, this dog, because he had other dogs too. It doesn't matter which one I would take. But let me paint a picture for you here. Suppose you're taken back in time to World War II, and you're given a, a really healthy, strong body, and you just happen to be in some sort of a, uh, an elite military unit. And they're going to smuggle you in somehow or another that you can get close to where Hitler's quarters are. And your job is to sneak in there and kill Hitler because you know what a terrible murderer he is. And suppose, I mean, that would be almost impossible anyway because of security, but just imagine. And just imagine you get there to the, well, the bunker would be harder, let's say, when he was in his, his lair in, uh, where was it? Uh, uh, it was in Austria and German territory, I forget exactly where it was located. It was like on a mountain, beautiful villa there. And you get up there and you manage to sneak in somehow and there he is in the bedroom. But Blondie's sleeping by his side. Now, if Blondie wakes up and sees you, what do you think Blondie's going to think, the dog? Do you think, well, dogs don't really think in that sense, I guess. Is Blondie going to think, hmm, finally, this Hitler, this master of mine is a real devil. And it's so good that somebody's coming to, to turn off his lights. Or is Blondie going to jump up barking and go for your throat? I suggest she's going to do the second thing, right? Because that's a, dogs are loyal, right? So what does this have to teach us? What does Hitler's dog teach us? It teaches us the danger of blind loyalty. Hitler was not a nice person. Now, of course, Blondie probably didn't know about the concentration camps. I'm sure Hitler didn't take Blondie on a day. Hitler never went to a concentration camp from what I've read. There's no evidence he ever toured a concentration camp. That's why some neo-Nazis say, well, Hitler didn't know about the concentration camps. Yeah, sure. I don't believe that. <laughs> I think he knew all about them. But he never saw fit to go to one. Maybe he had a weak stomach or something. I don't know. Uh, but in any case... Blondie just knew Hitler as her master. They gave her pieces of meat, and I'm sure she had pretty expensive meat too, better than you or I eat. But she could have picked up conversations that he was doing this war and how he, you know, he, she could probably pick up, people around him picked up that, a lot of them, that he wasn't the nicest person in the world. But for Blondie, that was her master. And of course, if you're that special forces person sent to get Hitler, You've been told he has a dog, and so you have something to put Blondie to sleep right away, like maybe a, a, a commando knife in her throat or whatever, right? But the lesson Blondie has to teach is the danger of blind loyalty. Now, a lot of you people out there, you haven't learned this lesson yet. And that's why I'm doing this podcast episode for you, so you, so you learn it by this comparison. Many people today are acting just like Blondie. Yeah, they really are. In other words, let's take the one side first. These people who will defend Trump no matter what he does, really no matter what he does, no matter what he says. 
I'd have some tough questions for him. Oh, not what the leftists think. For example, why for so long was he defending vaccines? He still hasn't come out against them. Why was he saying just like maybe, what, four or five months ago in some speech, saying, oh, vaccines haven't killed anybody. Even according to CDC, they've killed almost 30,000 people just in America, and the real number is hundreds of thousands. I won't go into that now. So why was he defending vaccines? His own followers were booing him there in the crowd. But he said, no, no, vaccines are okay. Well, I have a question about that or two, right? But there's some people would still say, no, but there must be some reason. Yeah, there must be some reason because he knows he knew they were dangerous. But it, we should ask questions. And for some people, no matter what Trump does, he's always right. Although people on that side are willing to criticize when, like I said, a lot of those people in the crowd were booing him. On the left, we have, though, more blondies. No matter what the left says, they don't seem to want to criticize him. And I said, no, I know people like that. Biden can do whatever he wants, and they won't come out and say, well, gee, things are kind of better under Trump. No, no, things are better now just because they hate Trump and, and, and Biden's in power. And Even though they really don't like Biden, but they won't even say that. They're like Hitler's dog. These are our masters, the leftists, the progressives, and we're not going to criticize them. So you see how people have a lesson to learn from Blondie. Besides, I remember my dear mother... May she rest in peace. I'm sure she will. She was one of the nicest people I ever met. I don't mean sociable. She wasn't very sociable, but just a kind, very gentle. I've never met a person more gentle than my mother, really. But my mother, being of an older generation, she was born in 1927. Go figure. <laughs> you younger people out there. <laughs> Your mom was probably born, what, in 1980 or something like that. <laughs> 1927 she was born. And... And she believed in doctors and medicine, modern medicine. Remember, back in the 60s, they would have shows like Dr. Kildare or Ben Casey, these heroic doctors in the hospital saving people with their white suits on like knights in shining armor, people like Richard Chamberlain, the actor, who women would swoon over. I don't think my mother swooned over him. Maybe she intuited that he was really gay, because Richard Chamberlain was really gay, but so many women back then, oh, he's so handsome, he's so handsome. <laughs> I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought he was straight in the 1980s when I met somebody who he was a gay guy and from New York, and he said, no, I've seen Richard Chamberlain very often in these gay bars. <laughs> I thought, huh? And it came out later that, that he was gay anyway. And nothing, nothing wrong with that, but as Dr. Kildare, of, of course, these were the heroes of modern, and med modern medicine in general. Oh, the pharma industry, oh, you can't doubt them. Because they're the scientists. and da, 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 da. Well, now, of course, people are doubting them because now they're taking part in this worldwide genocide. And they know what they're doing. Uh, even on Fox News, they didn't talk about this from month after month after month. I predicted the day is going to come when they start talking about this. And they had Steve Kirshon the other night who, who made the statement that in the world, his estimate is between 5 and 12 million people have been killed by vaccines. He said this on a mainstream channel, Fox. Oh, the people say it's right wing. I see it as center, really. But for months, they didn't even hint at this. Tucker Carlson started to hint at it a couple of months ago. But now they allow somebody to come out and say that. And believe me, it's going to be more saying it because it's the truth. COVID, they say, I think killed five or six million people in the world. But the vaccines almost certainly have killed more. And they're killing more every day. And this killing will go on because the cancer rates have gone up tremendously. Every, every uh, sickness there is 
that you can get because of a weak immune system, all the numbers are going up for that sickness because of the vaccines. Because of the vaccines. But of course, for the longest time, people didn't question. I'm the type who questioned because I'm on the path of Socrates and because I was born that way, I guess. So from the very beginning, when you had famous doctors, even some of them being censored, because they're saying, wait a minute, these vaccines really are unsafe. Up, oh, 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 we're going to close your account at YouTube, uh, Facebook. We're going to threaten to take your license away. I thought, this isn't science. Science is about debate. And I knew so many people who, friends of mine, who would say, well, no, you have your opinion. I have mine. I said, no, it's not about opinions. I've researched this. I've, I've seen doctors like Michael Yeadon, who used to be the chief medical researcher for Pfizer. And he was saying, my God. It looks like it's a genocidal plan. He was saying this a year and a half ago. And I read his article. Oh, my God, his logic is, is ironclad. And he's giving the evidence here. And he says, what's going on here? Why, why are, the, the, are the presidents of countries, why are the scientists so many lying to the people? Because he had the proof that they were lying. And people didn't want to listen to him. Oh, no, no, the vaccines are safe and effective. Well, now they're not saying they're safe and effective. You notice that? A year and a half ago, vaccines, hey, you just have to get a vaccine, you won't get COVID. You notice what happened to Borla, that Mr. Borla, the head of, the CEO of Pfizer? He's had four vaccines. If you believe that, officially, he said he had four vaccines, three plus a booster. And guess what? He just got COVID. I haven't gotten COVID. I've had not a single vaccine. Then there's uh, Secretary of Defense of America, Austin. Uh, and he had four vaccines. Guess what? He got COVID. And President Biden's had a few vaccines, and he got COVID for the second time. Gee, I haven't had vaccines, haven't had COVID. Yes, you can get COVID without vaccines, obviously. But the statistics are showing your probability of getting COVID is greater if you've had vaccines. Why? And I've been saying this for a year and a half. It's like Michael Eden said, these things are going to weaken your immune system. And so you get more COVID, more of this, uh, a higher probability of cancer, of tuberculosis, uh, of what they call monkeypox. There is no monkeypox in that sense. Or what is being sold as monkeypox is really autoimmune blister disorder that's one of the 1,271 side effects listed in the Pfizer documents. The Pfizer documents. They want to keep them secret for 75 years. They didn't want to release those documents, and a judge said, you must release them. And now we know that Pfizer knew, they've known for a long time, there are 1,271 possible negative side effects, including death, including blindness, and deafness, and paralysis, etc., etc. 1,271 looks like, a, as Michelangelo said in one of our recent talks, it looks like uh, it looks like a, the list, the index of a medical encyclopedia, all the things you can get. And these are all possible side effects. And we're going to have all the numbers of these diseases going up and up and up because of the vaccines. I've been saying this for month after month after month. And it wasn't me. I'm not a doctor. But I've been looking into the serious doctors that are questioning and are studying these things. Those who have been censored. These are heroes of humanity, these doctors. Because even though some have had their lives threatened by the agents of Big Pharma or by, of the deep state who want to kill off a lot of people... Uh, they've had their lives threatened. Some have had their licenses taken away or have been threatened with that. They've had to go to court and everything. But I saw these people are the ones telling the truth. And how did I know that? Because science is about debate. And whenever you see that one side is being totally censored, you know something is wrong. That is, 
if you're just a little clever, you know that. If you're not totally hypnotized, if you're not Blondie, see the connection to the dog? You could go up to Blondie in a moment where you can get her alone, Hitler's dog, and say, look, Blondie, this master of yours is evil. He has concentration camps, and we have evidence of this. What's Blondie going to do? She's going to go through, if you get close to her master, she's going to go through your throat and, and, and start biting you and maybe kill you because it's a dumb dog. I understand that. I wouldn't say Blondie's a bad dog for that reason. But the people who are just as stupid as Blondie, even though they're human beings, yes, I do blame them. Yes, I do blame them. And let me tell you, if you're one of those people who for months, you might have had friends who said, look, there's evidence, there's a doctor like Michael Yeadon uh, or Luc Montagnier who won the Nobel Prize for Virology in 2008. And he's saying these vaccines are not good. Watch this video. And if you just said, oh, no, I don't have to watch that. I, I see my news on TV, etc., then you're just as stupid as Blondie, but you're worse because you're a human being that should know better. Once again, in science, it's about debate. It's about a scientist says, for example, this medicine is good. But then if another scientist, wait a minute, this medicine could be dangerous. Let's test it out. They should have debates. They should do more tests. But when you see one side being totally censored, and Big Pharma doing everything it can to silence these people. And some might well have been killed, by the way. I remember reading of two cases, young scientists, and this was a couple of years ago, and they were studying, this was about COVID itself. They were getting behind, remember they were they're saying that COVID came out of bat caves? It's like a Batman story or something. Well, now practically everybody knows it came from a laboratory. It was concocted, it was created in laboratories. And I'm not going to blame just the Chinese for that because there is evidence it was first developed in America and sent by Fauci, financed in China. It was sent from America to China. This is treason. I said for a long time, Fauci is going to be executed for treason and for crimes against humanity. Unless he already has been and this is an actor that we're seeing. I don't know that. Some people say that. I don't know if that's true or not. But anyway, COVID didn't come from bats or from people eating bat soup from the market or whatever. That was a lie. But there are some scientists at that point who were studying that and they were discovering, wait a minute, this was made in a laboratory. They both died under mysterious circumstances. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that really interesting? Uh, in the one case, uh, this scientist was at his home and a friend visited him. The friend, for some reason, shot him, then went out in the kill and he shot out in his, to his car and he shot himself. But nobody understand why would his friend shoot him and then himself? Maybe because the deep state was behind him. You better do this. We're going to kill your entire family, for example. The second case was a Russian scientist, a young guy, but a scientist living in, in London. And he was getting behind this, what is COVID really? And he was discovering supposedly that, hey, this was made by humans. This what then come? And what happened to him? Uh, he was staying over the night, overnight with some friend or whatever. And the friend later said, yes, he came out of his bedroom in his underwear and he said, I'm going to kill myself. And he tried to kill himself with a knife. That's kind of a strange way to do it. But that didn't work. So he jumped out the window, though, like the fifth floor and killed himself. That's a pretty strange story, too. Because if you're willing to jump out the window, I mean, how many people kill themselves, except if you're a Japanese samurai, and say, I'm going to kill myself, take a knife and start stabbing yourself in the gut, really? And this guy, being a scientist, would have all kinds of chemicals that could do it much more quickly. So what, what about his friend there? Well, I imagine his friend was threatened. You better say he killed himself and jumped out that window. 
most likely somebody came in there, tried to knife him, and he fought him off, and they pushed him out the window. I mean, that seems like a more likely explanation. So there are two cases. People forget these things easily. I don't forget the things of significance. And these were two cases back when they were saying COVID came from bat caves. I remember reading about these cases. Two young scientists who were saying, suggesting that, no, this was made by humans, and they both died mysterious deaths. You see what's going on? But the people who started this genocidal program, they couldn't afford to have scientists discovering that it was made in a laboratory. And we didn't even get to the vaccines yet. That was just COVID. When the vaccines were rolled out, this was a plan. All of COVID was, was concocted. This virus was made. They, I, I, they probably took the seasonal flu. They made it more contagious and put spike proteins in it. So it looked like a different sickness. They knew it would spread around. They knew it wasn't that dangerous. But then they planned to do the scare campaign. So you go, oh my God, we need vaccines, we need vaccines. In the end, COVID didn't kill 2.5% of population, like they were saying at first. It killed 0.002% of population, and most of them were old people who had other medical conditions. But it doesn't matter. They didn't want to kill most people with COVID because they might die too. So they scare the whole world into thinking, oh, we need vaccines, we need vaccines. And then they make these vaccines whose purpose, whose main purpose is to weaken your immune system. It doesn't get rid of COVID. We know that now. If the head of, of Pfizer, who got four vaccines, just got COVID, well, I think we know that now. And, you know, these scientists that I talk about, the heroes of science, they've been saying this for a long time now. Luc Montagnier said this about a year and a half ago. He said, first, you should never start a vaccine campaign in the middle of a pandemic. He said, just going to lead to more variants. And you remember the variants that came up, but people weren't listening to him. I was saying, please listen, Luc Montagnier. And many were. But my friends would say, oh, I don't have to listen to him. I already know because I watch TV. Yeah, Blondie. Oh, I'm sorry, Antonio, Tom, whatever your name happens to be. I'm sorry, but you're acting just like Blondie. Oh, you knew because you watched CNN and you read the New York Times. Well, let me tell you something, all of you, all of you fools. I could use a stronger term. I'd say all of you fools. The millions of people that have already died of the vaccine, either directly, shortly after taking it, or because they now have myocarditis and probably only live for a few more years, even if they're only 15 years old. In other words, the deaths in the future, the, the, the higher numbers of cancer patients that die, that's already being seen now. In the American military, that data was leaked. Three times more cases of cancer since the vaccine rollout. Ten times more uh, neurological sicknesses. Ten times more since the vaccines came out. So all of this excess, this is because of the vaccines. I don't know how many people die of cancer in the military, but say, I don't know, I don't know, 200 a year. Well, now it's 600 a year. I don't know what the number is, really. But it's three times higher it's going to be. And those excess deaths are because of the vaccine. And all of you that were defending the vaccines, even though people like us were saying, please watch this video, read this article, think, 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 and you refuse to do it. This is also on you. The fact that millions of people most likely already have died of vaccines and millions more are going to die because their immune systems are weakened. You know, it's not just because of people like Bill Gates who finance these vaccines and not just because people like Fauci, the evil ones, they knew what they were doing. At least they were clever. They thought we want to reduce the world's population and we have the perfect plan. People won't even notice that we're doing it because they're going to weaken their immune system with vaccines, and then they'll think they died of cancer. They'll think they're dying of tuberculosis, but really it's because we weaken their immune system. These were the evil geniuses of humanity. And I understand them, not that I agree with them, 
because they're monsters. But they have a they have a plan to kill off many people in the world, and it was a brilliant plan. It is a brilliant plan. But imagine if everybody were like me and like others, certain others that I know, or like these heroic doctors. Their plan wouldn't have worked, the evil plan. Because people like me said, I don't want this vaccine, not until it's tested. Hey, I'm going to listen to the other side. What are the other doctors saying about this? And as soon as I started hearing people like Maguida thought, I don't want this in my system. My wife said the same thing. We, I don't want this. I have good friends that we don't want this stuff in our system. And if everybody had acted like that, guess what? Nobody would have died of vaccines. And the number of vaccine deaths, that's what was said on Fox News. And believe me, this is going to be proven. The number of vaccine deaths is greater than the number of COVID deaths. Imagine that. More vaccine deaths than COVID deaths. You might not believe it yet, but you will know it. Believe me, you will know it. The numbers are coming out. You will know it. And if everybody had acted like we did, nobody would have died of vaccines. Would people have died of COVID? Well, you can still die of COVID even with vaccines. More and more statistics are coming out that, that of the people with COVID, most of them have been vaccinated. So that doesn't make any difference there. And because your immune system is weakened by vaccines, this means your likelihood of dying with COVID or of COVID is greater than if you are not vaccinated. You see what I mean? So if everybody had acted like us, nobody would have died of vaccines. There'd be many fewer deaths. And also the economy wouldn't be half dead because we would have said, no, we're going to go on life. We're not going to wear masks and all this. Some people die of COVID because they're sick. They're old. They have other sickness. Well, okay, let's try to protect the old, keep them a little isolated. Fine. But let's give them things like hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin and other safe drugs that have been shown to even cure COVID. Why were those drugs being suppressed? Why were they being made illegal? Why were doctors in hospitals that successfully treated patients with some of these safe drugs, they were fired from their job? Why? 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 Because the evil side knew, hey, if we let the doctors treat COVID with ivermectin, then people are going to be saved and we can't kill off enough people. That's why. That is why. And believe me, all of this is already coming out, but it will come out. So if everybody had acted like I did, like others, we would have no economic problems in the world and we would have no, no, we would have far fewer COVID deaths because we would have been using ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. For example, in Africa, think of Central Africa, all these poor little villages where people don't get enough nutrition. You would think that mo so many would have died of COVID because they're weakened, right? No, far fewer have died of COVID. Why? Because in those areas, many people take hydroxychloroquine because it's an anti-malarial drug. And because they take it, they don't get COVID as much. If we had done that from the beginning, we wouldn't have all these COVID deaths. And Anthony Fauci knew this because an American congressman in March, I believe that was March of 2021, 20, uh, yes, he wrote to Anthony Fauci saying, hey, there's evidence hydroxychloroquine can maybe even cure COVID. And Fauci ignored it. He knew it. Instead, they demonized hydroxychloroquine. You may not give this. It's terrible. They know what they're doing. But like I say, I understand them because they're evil geniuses and want to kill off humanity. And they're acting logically with that mental framework. What, who I don't understand are the millions and hundreds of millions of fools that just said, oh, I don't have to listen to you. I don't have to listen to Michael Yeadon. I know enough because I watch CNN. Blondie is all I can say. 
<laughs> You're like the dumb dog. Oh, I'm loyal to CNN and New York Times and Washington Post and MSNBC and what the media tells me. I don't have to listen to anything else. And it's because of you that millions of people are dead. You let that sink in. You let that sink in, Blondie. Oh, sorry. If it were a dog, I would understand. It's a dumb dog. But with human beings, I do not understand. I know it's not pleasant to say, oh, you're, you're going to hear me more on that subject. When more data comes out, when it's generally known what this vaccine campaign has been about, I'm going to write some stuff that's going to really make me unpopular with the people who are pro-vaccine, let me tell you. But I'm going to do it in the name of all those millions of people who died, many of them being fools themselves. But nonetheless, basic lesson in science, you always listen to both sides. If you haven't learned that, then all the money the taxpayers have spent on your education for years, you know, like math class and general science class and, I don't know, biology class, all that money was wasted because you're a fool. You haven't learned one of the most basic things in science, which is, once again, listen to both sides. That's what science is about. It's debate. Debate among scientists above all. Uh, above all. But when some scientists are being totally censored, scientists that have evidence are being censored, if you don't see that something was fishy there, you're a fool. And it's because of fools like you that millions of people have already died. You think about that. Now, I know the people who listen to me are probably not the fools. <laughs> I know. So don't take this personally, my friends. You who know what's going on. You who have seen what's going on. Uh, and maybe it took you a while to wake up. It took me a while to wake up. First, when they said uh, COVID's going to kill 2.5% of the population, I wrote an ebook saying we should wear masks. But then I started studying the numbers and then I woke up. Why to study the numbers? Because I was, wait a minute, this is the biggest thing in our lifetimes. If ever there was a time to do your homework, it's now. But most people didn't do their homework. It's kind of like people who, okay, you don't do your homework all the time, but you're standing before the test that will give you your high school diploma or whatever. And then you don't do your homework and you don't get your diploma. Well, no, that's a time to do your homework. It's kind of similar to that, but a thousand times more important because it's about life and death of millions of people whether COVID is going to kill millions of people, the vaccine, whatever. And if you don't do your homework, then you're a real fool. When it's about life and death, if you still don't think, well, maybe I better listen to both sides of this scientific debate. I have no words to express how foolish you are. I could say fool. I could say idiot. I could say, I could say dimwit. I could say moron. There are many words for that. I'll just say fool. I like to be more precise. Fool is the opposite of, foolishness is the opposite of wise. And that's the opposite of wise. When we have a world pandemic, could and did kill millions. And then we have vaccines that aren't tested and they're experimental drugs and they aren't sufficiently tested. If you don't do your homework, then you're a real fool <laughs> because that's not wise. But at least this has been a great test for humanity. Who are the wise among us and who are the fools? Unfortunately, and this tortures me every day, it looks like the majority are fools. I hate to say it, but that's really the way it looks. And just remember, if you're, if, especially if you're listening by Quincy, you're one of those who still says, right, well, if you still say vaccines are safe and effective, you're beyond fool, you must be insane. Because even the industry is taking that phrase out of their, out of their propaganda, the safe and effective part, because they know it's not true. They knew it's not true from the beginning. But now they know that most people know it's not true. Oh, but if you're still saying, no, but we should still get our vaccine, you're almost beyond help. That's how foolish you are. Maybe in your next life, you should be born as a dog because then you could be foolish, but you could say, well, it's only a dog.
<laughs> I know I'm being quite biting and quite bitter. I'm biting you worse than Blondie would, right? It, well, at least intellectually, mentally. But hey, millions of people died of COVID. And as I said, they didn't. So it, it's been estimated maybe 80% of people didn't have to die of COVID if they'd been treated with the right drugs. But those drugs are being suppressed and nobody seemed to care. Oh, Trump said once hydroxychloroquine would help. Remember what happened? They said he wants to kill people because he's for hydroxychloroquine. And when ivermectin was proven to help, they said, well, that's a horse drug. Well, there is a business for horses, but the human drug has been on the market for decades and it's totally safe. The media was lying to you. And instead of doing your homework to find out, you simply parroted it. Ah, ah, ah. Ivermectin, it's dangerous, it's a horse drug, like some kind of total idiot. That's what you were doing. And be, oh, and with hydroxychloroquine, Trump says it might work. And so he says, oh, that must be bad because Trump says, how stupid can you be? I guess if Trump said two plus two is four, he'd say, nope, two plus two is officially no longer four because Trump said it was. Are you really that stupid? And many of people out there are. Once again, my listeners, I'm pretty sure aren't. If you can put up with me saying things I do, <coughs> the truths that I reveal, because a typical leftist would listen to me for one minute and he would turn it off, say, oh, he's some kind of whatever, some kind of <laughs> insult me in some sort of way, instead of listening. I listen to the other side. Oh, I listen. I offer to debate them all the time and not a single one accepts my offer. I wonder why. Maybe because they know they're wrong or they know that they're fools. They don't want to be shown up. Maybe. I'm just looking for the truth. So I'll debate anybody on any important issue. So what does Blondie have to teach us? Well, the lesson that Blondie, Hitler's dog, has to teach us is do not make the mistake of serving corrupt masters. That's what this is about. There's a reason why I choose that specific term. I won't go into it now. But the sin here is serving corrupt masters, basically. Blondie was serving a corrupt master, but Blondie was a dog, so that was his excuse. It didn't know any better. What's your excuse for simply believing Anderson Cooper on CNN and for thinking it's fine that a lot of doctors are, are, are censored because the mainstream media say, oh, yeah, they're conspiracy theorists, and that's good enough for you? Didn't you think, well, I wonder what those doctors, who are these doctors, like Peter McCullough? probably the world's foremost heart expert that for a long time has been talking about some vaccines. He's written more peer-reviewed articles about uh, COVID than anybody in the world, but, but he couldn't be on CNN talking about the danger of vaccines. Why not? And you can say, well, no, but I only watched mainstream news, so I didn't know this. You had no friends that were trying to warn you? Let me ask you this. You had no friends? Maybe you didn't. In that case, okay, you're really innocent. But you had no people. So anybody that knows me knows that I was talking about this from the beginning saying, please, I would, I made a PDF. Please download it. It's in the description of my podcast episode. It has over 200 links with these doctors, with lawyers, with people, the heroes of humanity. These people will be considered heroes of humanity in the future. And the others could be considered either criminals or people who are going along with criminals, just like those scientists in Nazi Germany that were teaching that Jews are inferior you know, racially, they were going along with that just because they didn't want to lose their job or whatever. That's a, a great percentage of the doctors today. They didn't really know if the vaccines were good or bad, but they, well, if, if the industry says they're good, they must be good and I'm making extra money, so why not give them? They were enabling 
some of the greatest criminals of all time. And this is, this is coming out now and it's going to come out more. Mark my words here. So let me ask you, if you were totally for vaccines, you had no friends telling you, hey, look at this article. Watch this video. Consider what's going on. Why is there no scientific debate on TV? You know, many debates. Why not? And you just said, oh, that's just your opinion. Really? You were that foolish? If you were, then you are also guilty of these millions of deaths because you are making it possible for the evil ones to carry out their plan. If they had tried to do it alone, you know, maybe a thousand people tried to do it, they wouldn't have gotten anywhere. People like me would have said, nope, don't want your vaccine. Nope, not afraid of COVID. I'm going to take hydroxychloroquine. Forget it. And if it kills me, it kills me. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put up with this nonsense. But you cowards, I can say, oh my god, I have COVID. Who might kill me? Well, give me a vaccine, anything. I'm not gonna test it. I'm not gonna see what doctors say. But no, even experimental, just give it to me, shoot it in my arm. You fools, a lot of you fools have already died. More are going to die, sadly, because it really is sad. And the, the the amount of human suffering that's already happened because of the evil ones at the top, and because of the millions and millions of fools that went along with this and were defending them and they weren't listening to the other side. Like I said, this is also on you. And you think about that and you think about it for the rest of your life. If you're religious, you pray for forgiveness because you're going to need it. And if you're not religious, just pray for more wisdom so that such a thing doesn't happen again. You notice how after World War I, you know what they used to call that? That was the war to end all wars. We have to win this war against the Germans and then there'll be no more wars. Well, surprise, surprise. A little over 20 years later, there was another big war. Surprise, surprise. And then there was the Holocaust. And then that should never happen again. Well, it happened again in Soviet Russia, happened again in Maoist China, where even more people were killed than in Hitler's Holocaust. Hitler killed maybe altogether 10 million. Mao Zedong killed between 30 and 70 million. Some say 100 million. So it happened again. Why? Because people don't learn their lessons. But then after those things, well, now we're in a better world. Those things aren't going to happen again. And look what we're experiencing now. This in the end might be the biggest Holocaust in all of human history. And how many of you were willing to listen to the other side? And how many just said, I don't have to listen to that. If you are the second type, you are also guilty of what's going on. And you have to live with that for the rest of your lives. And there are going to be people like me, Scorpios. <laughs> blame it on the fact that I'm a Scorpio. I'm going to remind you for the rest of your lives. Why? Not to torture you, but so humanity finally wakes up. And so this really doesn't happen again. So we teach the right things in schools. Like, for example, in science, always listen to both sides. That could help so it doesn't happen again. But yes, I will remind you of this. It won't be pleasant because others will remind you too. And you'll, and you'll know it even if you don't hear people reminding you. You will know it. That's because of your foolishness that these crimes were allowed to be committed. So, Blondie. I'm sorry. So, my, <laughs> my friends. <laughs> I can't resist a little humor there. And like I say, the people who listen to me probably aren't the Blondies of the world. But now I've given you some things you can say to those those in your family, if you saw fools in your family saying, but did you get your vaccine yet? Uh, tell them to listen to my podcast, please, and then see what they say. Ah, they don't have to believe it, but the truth is coming out. And so what Blondie has to teach us is that we shouldn't simply defend our masters, whether that master be Adolf Hitler, whether it be CNN or whether it be some kind of politicians. We should always dig deeper and listen to both sides and use our, 
ability to reason, use our common sense, and use our basic scientific thinking. Once again, in science, always listen to both sides. If you don't, you're not a scientific thinker. And with that being said, hopefully helping you to grasp one of the very important lessons being helped along the way by Hitler's dog, Blondie. <laughs> I will leave you for now. Uh, sorry if this was a bit too much for your delicate sensitivities. But hey, millions of people dead. Somebody has to be speaking out strongly about what's been going on. And above all, about the lessons we can learn for the future. And I'm one that does that. I don't hold back, not where millions of lives are concerned. <laughs> then yes, I can be aggressive. I won't ask for forgiveness for that. I think that's only natural, to tell you the truth. In other words, we have to get serious where millions of lives are at stake. So with that being said, and I thank you, Blondie, out there in the dog spirit world for, vis for visiting with us today and helping me make my point. May you rest in peace in dog heaven and may your master burn in hell. I don't really believe in hell, but if there is a hell, <laughs> then may he burn in hell for the rest of eternity. And if there isn't one, maybe God should consider making hell just for him. How <laughs> about that? Just in case some of you think I'm a Nazi. Believe me, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening today, and thanks for following me as always on this, The Path of Socrates. Bye now. <laughs>